RadioInfluence.com. Everyone and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans and Lee Smith. <laughs> What's up, Lee? How are you guys doing? Thank you for uh, thank you for inviting me on today. Fantastic to have you. Um, you know, it's been a while since we had you on the show. Um, yeah, you guys didn't have video then either. Oh. I mean, so we're we're doing everything today. It's multimedia. I feel like. I don't know, like it's like the 90s and Howard Stern is not scared of coronavirus. It just feels, feels exciting. It's throwback. Yeah, yeah. How terrible of a fall has Howard Stern taken, seriously? Like, I, I, I have friends who still listen to him. And they say he's still pretty funny aside from all that, you know, aside from his fear of COVID. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Look at all these people. Gene Simmons. I mean, they all want to, they all want to throw up, you know, from Kiss. They all want to throw people in, in jail for not and, <sighs> lunatic. You know, anyway. on today's show topic, you yeah. had an awesome um, column that you wrote for Tablet Mag, How the FBI Hacked Twitter. And it, it, you know, I think a lot of what you're talking about in terms of that weird programmed view of things comes from this very exercise that the government has been involved in for the past who knows how many years. Um, so many, so many different angles to go on here. But you start by talking about Taibi and how he published the internal Twitter files. Um, and you, you take a different view of it. it it's kind of like a 15,000-foot view of all that's going on rather than a 30,000-foot view. <laughs> We'll start start introducing it, but I want to get into the public-private consortium discussion and how that came about. Most importantly, yeah, um, I mean the the public-private consortium. I mean that really starts with um, well, we're, we we have a long history here because what, what we see the different things which I don't really get into what happened in the George W. Bush administration, but that's where we saw um, that's where we saw a lot of these. Uh, well, that's what we saw the, the the efforts of the of the deep state or the administrative state under cover of counterterrorism uh, really uh, uh, acquire a whole bunch of powers that have been turned against the American public. And look, I say as someone who's been on the since 9-11 has been you know, right leaning uh, since then, certainly, I mean, the people on the left who were saying these the Patriot Act, all these other things are going to come back. It's inevitable that they're going to be used against Americans. People like Glenn Greenwald, they were right. And I was wrong. And um, I was, you know, but we all had we I, I mean, many of us share this idea that, well, the government would never <laughs> dream of doing such things. Right. I mean, Angelo. Angelo Cotavilla, the late Angelo Cotavilla, has a very um, interesting account of an argument he had with the late Supreme Court Justice uh, Antonin Scalia, where they're talking about, you know, a subject dear to all of our hearts here, and you guys have discussed it many times, is a vi, just FISA, right, especially in relation to Carter Page. And... Um, you know, Cotavilla didn't, but Scalia did. Scalia had a certain amount of faith in the American government, not to use these programs, not to use these resources against the American public the way they have been deployed. So that's, you know, that's really where it starts. But insofar as the birth of social media and insofar as where the, you know, deep state really um, started to assimilate social media, yeah, that starts under Obama. And Obama, of course, he wrangled all these big tech players and he threatened them. And, um, you know, we, we 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 see evidence of this, not only in Facebook, but I believe in um, in Matt Taibbi's latest uh, latest episode of his disclosures from the Twitter files. We see how they're all over Twitter to get on side. And, and I mean, look, a lot of people who run places like Twitter and who work there are, are, are leftists. But I, I mean, they also deserve some credit. I think that they feel overwhelmed. And they're quite surprised by it. And a lot of the people on, on those platforms are actually liber libertarian. So they were really super surprised. Um, you know, certainly the leftists have no love for uh, 
for Donald Trump or for Tracy and Frank and Lee. But I, I, I don't think that they originally set out to um, censor people to use those things to shape um, propaganda on behalf of uh, on behalf of intelligence services and to use it basically as a FISA program. That's what happened. Also, they used it for surveillance. And I don't think a lot of those people went into that business to to do that. So but nonetheless, that's where the intelligence services have taken over um, our intelligence services. Mostly uh, we can we can talk about um, we can talk about TikTok as well, um, you know, which is not yet uh, run by American intelligence services. But that's really where a lot of these things start to. You know, that's really where a lot of these things start, um, start, then they merge throughout um, an interesting timeline. And I go through some of that in the piece. But of course, there's a lot more to cover. And the people who are really interesting on this, you know, people that I quoted in the piece, Cash, of course, he saw what happened with FISA, knows a lot about it. And, um, you know, a guy named Mike Benz, I really encourage you guys, if you, if, if, you know, to, uh, you know, it was really interesting character. And, um, you know, who has a really who, 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 who has a has a sense of how, how all these things have come together in a very, very dangerous way for um, for the American public. Well, you or, know, I, if I can jump in real quick, I say one thing from this article, Lee, that really my perspective had uh, shifted on one thing in particular was how you ended a, uh, a paragraph in like the first third talking about how Musk now owns um, a crucial component of the national security apparatus yeah. and that it, it's actually in this light worth many times more than $44 billion that he paid for it. Because my, my previous stance on all that is similar to what Steve Bannon has been putting on out there is that he overpaid for, for what is a, practically a crime scene, but he's only overpaying if he's just trying to buy a, a, a bot infested social media network. You are, you had done a, such a great job with this article and actually encapsulating and, and refocusing the view of Twitter as an actual weapon. And, and it's a, uh, it's, it's incredible to look at it from that way, that 44 billion is actually on the low end. If you're talking about weaponizing, you know, psychological tools and uh, impacting elections and all that. Yeah. Um, and that, that's how I started to look at it. And I think that, I mean, I think that Elon Musk probably feels that, you know, well, who knows what he thinks, but I imagine he believes that he's still overpaid and he had no choice. And his lawyers must have told him, you're not going to win your case. You have to buy the thing. Um, and, you know, of course, value, value for normal people is different from valuable for an intelligence service. But, you know, but Musk has also been talking about saving free speech. And so if you're really interested in saving free speech, getting in there and fighting over this instrument that the intelligence services have been using, they certainly used to shape the 2020 and 2022 elections. They'll use it for 2024 as well. Once you get in there, um, and have taken that over, you know, you see how valuable it was to them. And also you see how much they're going to fight them. I'm going to, they're going to fight Elon Musk. I mean, he, he, he's in it. Um, he's in it for as long, uh, even for longer than he owns it. I mean, you guys tell me, I know a lot of people keep saying, um, if only Donald Trump would step aside and say, he's not going to run again. Uh, the, uh, you know, the deep state or however we want to discuss it, describe it, would leave him alone. I'm not of that opinion. I think that once they identify an enemy, they're going to go after that enemy and everything they possibly can until the very end. So Elon Musk now is in a fight for everything. You know, yeah. And for the rest of his life. I um, I don't see them. I don't see them letting him alone any, you know. Anytime. No. Um, and there's a couple different worlds intersecting here. I wanted to jump to Lee, but before we do, someone um, made a really nice comment about you in the chat. Adam, Adam Carter says, um, Lee Smith is to journalism what Woodward and Bernstein held themselves up as or hold themselves up as. He says, yeah, that's, very, that's very kind. <laughs> he sets the gold standard for what the profession was meant to be. Just giving you that little. Uh, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about CISA, the election, um, how, how CISA ended up becoming rather than looking at foreign threats like you talked about with with you know yeah. russian hacking services and moved into you know tweets about whether or not mail-in ballots were, were safe and legal 
We talked about the Missouri v. Biden case at an event we were recently at together where we learned CISA designated Americans thought as critical infrastructure, thereby right. allowing them this opportunity to kind of regulate it. Um, Baker was a huge part of this, and we're going to move into Baker and Sussman and kind of more of the Spygate world now. Can you meld those things together? Uh, uh, <laughs> only in writing. When it comes <laughs> to speaking, I'm going to stumble all over it. Look, I think the important thing to see, the important thing, which, which we've known for a long time, and so we're not surprised when we see it, but how small the worlds of the how small the world the Department of Justice is, and how these you know once you start to see DOJ people involved in things, you have to be suspicious because one of the things we're we found ourselves asking time and again is what are what are these people primarily loyal to? And I'm not saying they're traitors or whatever. I'm just saying for whatever reason, people are loyal to all sorts of different institutions. Right. And, and people coming out of the Department of Justice, this appears to be uh, this appears to be something that they're intensely loyal to. And so if you look at this, you know, you can look at Baker. We can keep it focused on Baker and Sussman. But what I meant to do in the story also is suggest that William Barr is part of this Department of Justice circle, too. Yeah. Right. He, he he and Baker are working together. I imagine he hired Baker in 2008 because they're both at Verizon. He was the general counsel. Baker, you know, was um, assistant general counsel or deputy general counsel for national security. So you see how these circles work. And so it, it gives us more insight. I mean, us regular Americans, so, you know, us slobs who don't know any better, right? We're, I mean, we don't work at the Department of Justice. We don't know what it's like to sit in their cafeteria. We don't know what it's like to have a barbecue, to have Department of Justice barbecue. We don't know what it's like when people are having affairs on this floor, that floor at the Department of Justice. We don't know what it's like to move from the FBI to the DOJ and depend on who you're making happy. Is Andrew Weissman happy? What's Peter Strzok thinking today? What about Lisa Page? How are they doing? Are they okay? So all these people are in on it. Right. And they've been on it from the beginning. So going forward, I think it's a very important thing to look at these different groupings and to understand the sociology. But because what we take as um, criminal behavior, what we look at as abuses of power, they see as part of the privileges and prerogatives of being part of a wonderful important American institution known as the Department of Justice. <laughs> and so that's the every, problem, isn't it? Problem. Everyone outside, they just don't get how important the work we do here is at the Department of Justice. And it's so important that they can't do it themselves and they need to loop in non-governmental organizations to skirt the rules because their mission is so just. Everyone wants to be a part of this righteous mission about shutting down these morons outside of the Department of Justice who just don't get what we're doing here. And they just don't get where the country is heading. I know these are toxic. These are toxic people. These are absolutely toxic, horrible people. And, you know, the, the, tra the horrible thing, I'm not going to say tragedy, but the more insight, the more depth we get on this, it's like, you know, we, we weren't just counting on people like Barr and Durham. We were expecting somehow at the center of this system, not that it was self-correcting, but that there was some sort of interesting, to, some sort of interest to preserve at least for one's own honor and one's own sense of dignity, the in integrity of these places. But of, of course that didn't happen. And um, what we should probably talk at some point, uh, you know, about the, about the move now, to um, for a subcommittee to investigate what the FBI has been doing. Take it. And Go ahead. They're calling the weaponization. Well, of course, we, you know, the three of us, we've been looking at this for a while. And um, so I, I, I won't speak for you guys. You guys jump in. But I'll say, look, it's great. Of course, the American people want transparency. They want clarity. They want accountability. They want people whose feet are going to be held to the fire. I, I, I looking for me, first of all, at the broad sweep of how these invest of how these investigations go, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because the church committee is not what people think it is. 
Um, the 9-11 commission is not what people think it was. All, all of these things, look, you're playing on the FBI's home court, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to Washington, you're playing on their home court. And so they're just going to look at it as an excuse. They're, they're not going in playing defense. They're going in playing offense, right? How do we win? How do we come in and get more power? Because these guys want to talk about, you know, because here's the thing. You have to, first of all, shut the Overton window. I think if you're going to go in and say, we're going to investigate the FBI, the first move has to be like, mm, no, actually, we're going to uh, destroy the FBI. And I, I hear no sound arguments for, for, I hear no sound arguments for giving them. So this is the only way we go. But you can't do that in Washington. Like, okay, then, then you've lost. The, the only person that said that is Devin Nunes. Right, right. If you're and look, this is the other thing I was going to say. It's like the basic structure, the basic structure of these investigations and what it's like to play on the home court of the Department of Justice, as we've just been talking about. Right. That's one problem. The other problem is and the, the way that these guys went after Nunes. I, I mean, so how many of these guys are going to have the stomach for it? You know, I mean, they didn't have they didn't. I'll tell you what, they didn't have the stomach for it in 2017. So who are the guys who are going to have the stomach for it now? Right. Is Jim Jordan that guy, Lee? Is Jim Jordan? I, 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 I don't know. God, you know, I, I wish all these guys good luck and we want them to do it. And God bless them. But I think they're going. I, I, I think there's not an, right now being um, there's not enough thought being given to how they create conditions for possible victory right now right now again it's like you're you're walking in to um i'm i'm, I'm gonna riff on frank's hat uh it's like it's like it's like you're walking into yankee stadium it's like you know it's like you're um the Staten Island Yankees, and you and 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 you're gonna play the and you're gonna play the big league club and you get you have no pitching and, uh, and, and and you're just walking in there and you're just saying, this is great. This is so exciting. So, yeah, you're going to get it handed to you because you're not prepared to win. You have well, no well, Lee, it's, it's, not, it's even bigger than that because you, you even set the table for this before. It's a lot, uh, you know, you bring a, a, a single A team to, to come and play the big boys in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, you're going to be woefully unprepared as far as power and pitching and all that other stuff. But what you described in that split in perspective of what is criminal and what is all just action to preserve one thing or another in our sacred institutions that are a world unto themselves, they're playing different sports. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, one of them's going to stab you while you walk out, too. That's and then they're going to keep the target the on you forever. And then, that you know... <laughs> You're right. That's a, that's a, that's that's a very good way to put it. They're two. They're entirely different goals. They're not sure of what they want, right? They say that they want to. They say that they want to provide this, this, and that. I'm like, well, okay. So that's unclear to me what you want. And I heard, and you know, I I don't I don't know much about uh, Congressman Massey. He seems like a great guy, but I heard him the other night on TV, and he's talking about like, well, you're just gonna have to trust us, um, and a lot of the work's gonna be done in the skiff. And the work's going to be done behind closed doors. I'm like, okay, so first of all, you've lost. You've lost, you've lost to the FBI one. And now you've lost the the you've lost the goodwill of the American public. Yeah. Because let me tell you what this is going to look like. It's like you're 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 telling the American public, hey, don't worry, we're gonna play them in the skiff. We know how to get down there and we know how to uh we know how to move around in classified settings like Classified settings, again, that's their home turf. If you mess around in their classified settings, they're going to destroy you. And here's the other thing. Politically, it's an enormous loser, right? It's like, here's what we're going to do. Here, we have this government agency that's been, um, that first of all, it raided the home of the former president of the United States. That's one thing. Uh, it arrests pro-life activists with, with, with its guns drawn. Um, it's targeting school parents. As a matter of fact, this particular government agency has been weaponized to target you and your families. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to reform them. How does that sound to you? We're reforming them. I'm like, this. it's madness. So, look, we all want good things to come of this. We're all rooting for them. But what it looks like is um, no one is prepared, right? It, it looks like no one is prepared for this. 
And that's going to be trouble because if you look at what happened with the church committee, which gave us FISA, if you look at what happened with the 9-11 commission, which gave us, uh, uh, which officially put the FBI into the intelligence community, mm-hmm. we're yep. looking at the power. Do you, this is, this is, a, this is a great, I try to tell everyone this um, to show them how bad things can get. They're not, you guys may know this, this is fantastic. I love this. Um, because it's, it's at the heart of it's at the heart of one of the darkest days in American history. So, you know, the whole story about with 9-11, one of the reasons they couldn't get the hijackers um, is because of this uh, so-called firewall between the FBI and the, yep. and the CIA and they weren't allowed to share information. Well, that's not the problem. Here's the problem. And we know this, by the way, because it's in a DOJ inspector general's report. This is this is amazing. Here's what happened. There uh, an FBI counter informant. He was renting a room to two of the hijackers. So they didn't need information from the CIA. All the FBI all the FBI needed to be doing was regular police work, talking to its confidential source. And as we all know now, these guys get paid, right? Said, so what's going on in your life? What are you seeing? What are you looking at? So I, I saw a couple new names on your mailbox. What's up with that? Oh, yeah, I got two guys in who were just like, who are these two guys? That, that's all it took. Can you imagine if this is a New York City beat cop? Imagine a New York City beat cop. Imagine a New York City uh, uh, NYPD detective who has a source and this source has all this information, right? That leads to the deaths of 3000 people. What happens to that NYPD detective? That guy is the scourge of the earth. That guy, that guy winds up taking his, his, his own life within the year because you, you, you wouldn't be able to live with it. Not the FBI, not the FBI. Why does it always seem like the FBI has sources and people and things and are at events of such huge importance to our to our you know survival as a nation? Like every single time there's a source connected or there's like it's, it's remember, remember what pop culture was. Remember what pop culture was like in the um, <clears throat> you see it in Die Hard, right? It's always a problem when the feds show up. The beat cops are always upset because the feds always try to muscle in. And, they, and, and, and pop culture, the feds are always portrayed as arrogant guys who don't know what they're doing. So when did that, wh- why did that change? Now, why, is, why do we want to empower a bureaucracy, right, that our culture has always represented and understood as a problem? I mean, here's the valuable thing about the church, about the church stuff, which I do recommend to people. You go back and you look at the different stuff they document and you will realize that everything the FBI is doing now, the FBI has done before. Right. Aside from going after uh, Donald Trump, but everything else they've done before. So once you understand what's what this institution is actually about. Right. And it was natural this was going to become a secret police force. It's a national police. That was it was obvious that's what it was going to become. So once you start to understand that, you see the different problems we have um, with this extremely powerful bureaucracy. And our concern is that this bureaucracy does not become more powerful due to the um, due to the earnest and decent efforts of Republican representatives. Who 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 need to um, I don't know educate themselves. Them. I mean, how could you be in the dark at this point? For goodness sakes, I, there's I mean, no you excuse. Just, you just hear some of the stuff they're saying. I mean, like the American people are going to have to trust us. Most of it's going to be behind cl- closed doors. Okay, no, forget it. No, because we we want to see. We want to know. That's the whole point. So you're telling me you're going to go into negotiations with them, secret negotiations, and they will decide what 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 is disclosed. I mean, that's what I mean. It's like they they don't even know how to sell this yet. Sass is uh, Massey saying that. Yeah, that's what he said on TV. I'll, I'll send you a link. Yeah, so that's crazy. I, I, that's crazy. Nobody's I mean, going to be okay with that. I, 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 I don't. Um, I don't. I've, I've never met him. I respect a lot of the stuff he does. I just hear that and I'm like, okay, so that's that's where we are. You know, that that's where we are. These guys fought for it. They were right to fight for it. But if that's what it's going to turn into, this is going to be. Um, it's and it's going to be. It's not going to be. Uh, 
Look, I, I mean, I, Republicans are already starting to pay for their ineptitude. This is one of the stories, of course, of the lack of red wave. What happened? A lot of people were like, you know, losers. No, we're not going. And so this is this is going to happen again. If they if they if you continue to lose your base, your voters will hold you accountable for losing. So I'm concerned that this turns into a um, a, a big loss. So I know you've got to jump off here. Um, Frank and, and made this point last week. He said w- investigations and, you know, committees and, and hearings, we don't even really, quote, like need them anymore. Look at what's being uncovered by people like you, the, twi- the Twitter files, the lawsuits that are going on right now. You know, that's basically a dog and pony show because nobody's ever held accountable anyway. So how do we as journalists help the public to not get disillusioned by what we're reporting um, and understand the bigger picture. And then I guess if Frank has another parting word, otherwise we can say goodbye to you, Lee. Well, that's a really good that's a really good point that Frank made. And I kind of agree when I hear about investigations, giving people the, inf- the information, I'm like, well, I, that, people know an awful lot. I mean, you guys like me, you go, go around and talk to different people who aren't, you know, who aren't journalists, who aren't researchers, but they know what there is to know about Peter Strzok and Andrew McCabe, and they have the story Americans know. The, what people want is for Americans, f- for the uh, wrongdoers, the criminals to be held accountable. So one way to put this is, look, we know what these guys did. We're going to get all the evidence out there. So for 2024, God willing, there's a Republican administration and these guys are going to pay for for what they did. I mean, that's that's one possible way to do it. How do we keep people from getting discouraged? Uh, um, I don't know. Are, are you guys discouraged? I'm not discouraged. I, I mean, I, I, I think I, a, a lot of people that I talk to and I, you know, I say this a lot, but a lot of people that I talk to like, hey, yeah, we're fighting. You know, I mean, really, who knew? Who knew uh, as a kid or in high school or whatever, but, you know, you read about American history and you read about all the different things and, you know, you don't think that you'll ever be in a a fight for the future of your country, but we are. And what an enormous blessing. And um, and we've learned so much the last several years, not just the rot. We've learned the different things you don't do. We've learned the different things that are successful. We've learned who our friends are. We've learned what our enemies look like and what they sound like. So I, I, I think um, I think I, I, I think there's no reason for people to be despondent. I think the, I, I think it's exactly the opposite. I think it's a time for people to look around at their allies, their families, their friends, and um, and 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 recite the St. Crispin's Day speech from Henry V again and look around at your at your blessings and your families and your friends and your brothers and your sisters. And that's where we are. And it's exciting. It's exciting. And it's a blessing to be there. Cool. That's great. Frank, anything from you to end off? Well, I'm I, I'm I'm right I'm right there. It's never really discouragement for me. It's more so acknowledging which stones you can no longer draw blood from and moving on. Um, uh, I I I always I always say that yeah. Not only do we need to just draw closer to our friends and family, but we also need to start realizing that whatever kind of methods are still available to people in certain states with a more healthy culture. Um, you want to correct the feds, you and I'm not talking just about the FBI. I'm talking about the ATF, the FTC, the FDA, the EPA. If you want to correct the feds presence in your state, you have all of the power in your hands in your state legislatures with your sheriffs, your governors. You've got to start thinking local because uh, one of those one of those stones I believe you can't draw blood from anymore is correcting the problem in D.C. Uh, totally so, agree. That's a great way to put it, Frank. I totally agree. I mean, yeah, one of the things that we've seen the last few years is kind of like this enormous internal migration where people are going around. They want to be close to people who share their values, um, people who share their ideas. They don't want, you know, uh, the importance of children, the importance of family, the importance of faith, the importance of the Second Amendment, all these different things. And it's like, right, let's let's figure Washington. It's like. Not not probably never, but certainly not right now. And um, I I think that's really well put. And that's one of my that's one of my concerns about this broad, perhaps overexcited and um, 
efforts to just investigate that I, I don't even i don't i'm not even sure that they they know what they're going to be looking for and some of the stuff that they're going to find they're not going to want to touch look at one of the things that we really want to know right now right we really want to know exactly what is joe biden's relationship what is the biden family's relationship to ukraine right ukrainian officials and so how many of the people how many of the people on the hill how many Republican uh, lawmakers are going to be eager to hear the guard? I mean, they many of them keep voting to keep sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. So how is that going to go over? How, how are they going to do that? This is obviously important. Americans want to know because it seems mysterious. Like, wait, so there's enormous war. There's an enormous war in Eastern Europe, and, and we don't know why we're sending billions of dollars there, and we, and we don't we know nothing of what it looks like. And even before the war, they didn't want anybody to know the truth so bad that they started an impeachment crusade over it. <laughs> exactly. So let's find out what's exactly. Let's find out what's going on in Ukraine. Nah, that's a place. As I said, as we started, you're going to have to trust us, and trust me, you you don't want to know about Ukraine. That's a little too much. So, you know, so let's move away from there and figure out how um, how do we protect people from that place uh, from affecting our local communities? You know, how do how, how do we how do we build those, you know, build those walls and build those communities to keep them to keep them away? Unbelievable. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate you very much, as you know. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Frank. Uh, Frank, I'll see you guys soon. Sounds good, Lee. Talk to you soon. Peace. See you guys. Oh. Uh, uh, Lee's still here. Oh, I, 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 I thought I, I thought I was. You know, you, Lee, I, get out. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna... I thought you were just like cutting away from the camera, and you're gonna just go. So I was like, all right, thanks, Lee. See you later. No, it's live, so we can't do that anymore. Oh, okay. Never mind. Bye. See you guys later. I'll Bye, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the greatest thing about live, live shows. You're right. It is the most fantastic thing about live shows is that right there. Um, I'm glad that um, I randomly decided to plan a few things for us for the next half hour because I thought he was going to stay for the hour, but that's okay. That's okay. People have very busy lives, Frank. Very busy lives. Oh yes, life is is nuts. Life is nuts. I'm gonna be uh, grocery shopping after this. I'm gonna be going home to do my first workout in like years and years. Oh, good. I've been I've I've been I've been making sure Lauren stayed uh, stays. She's been staying like on my uh, on my schedule the last well I don't know the first days of the year. We're like working out at the same time now. It's good. See, I'm doing DDP yoga. Have you ever done a, a class with him? Like an actual club? I had a friend who you actually used to be one of his instructors. No, I've never done a class with him, but I got a cameo done for Will with him um, back in the day, like when Will turned 40 and, and we had like a little back and forth beforehand and got to know each other a little bit because my credit card didn't work and we were going back and forth and then we had to arrange something else. And he did like a 25 minute cameo for Will. Um, walked him around his whole apartment, did all of his med awards, personal photos. I mean, it was. Jeez, how much you pay for 25 minutes? It was the normal price. He just went above and beyond. Like we got into like a little tiff back and forth of where I was joking around and being my normal smart ass self. And I guess he liked it. So we started chatting back and forth and got into it a little bit more than most people probably would on Cameo with people. So it just ended up being beautiful. And we'll, we'd had DDP for a long time, but now we're really going to do it. We got the mats. We got the heart monitors coming. We're, we're doing it. Starts today. We are keeping ourselves healthy, unlike what's happening to a lot of people out there, Frank. Um, I have this clip to show you. I don't know if you've seen it. Of Jessica Robb from, I think she's in Canada. Yeah, I saw this is live on television yesterday, and every time I see something like this, my heart shatters into thousands of pieces. Um, but we're going to play for the audience in case they haven't seen it yet. If it doesn't, the case can be referred to the International Court of Justice. All right, so Jessica, how do families of the victims feel about this progress that has come just... Uh, I don't hear it. If oh. you're playing it, if yeah, you're playing it's it playing, right it's playing. 
Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Nairman, I looking at uh, after the, to the, the day, families are pushing feds to pushing the feds to. Sorry, Nairman, I'm. <laughs> I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to... <laughs> okay, we'll come back to you right now, and we'll make sure that, Jessica, you are doing okay. Just... Thank you. Terrible. Just terrible. I had to change my sound settings when Lee came in because he couldn't hear me. Can you hear me right now? I can hear you, but I, I didn't hear the opening uh, or Ad, anything like that. Yeah, can you hear this? We will. Now? Make yeah. Sure okay, so I fixed it. Um, I had to change my settings for him because he wasn't hearing me. I don't know why, but anyway, we're back to normal now. She, she, this poor woman on live television trying so hard to pull it together. Trying so hard to keep it together. I don't know if she had a stroke. Um, she tweeted about an hour afterward saying she was feeling better and then locked her Twitter down. She had tweeted months ago that she had had the shot three times but still got COVID. And I'm wondering, like, where was the fourth booster? Did the fourth booster come in a week or two ago or what? People, this is the thing. Frank, tell me if you agree. This is happening to people who are on a camera, which represents probably 2% or 1% of the general population. No. And these people are having terrible, sometimes life-ending medical incidents on camera in front of the world, they represent a fraction of the population so small. Football players, e basketball. Co college, even college athletes, where there's there's five times as many teams in there than you find in any professional league. And that is still the 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 top, you know, fraction of a percent of of people who are are are, are doing these things at such, at such a top level. It's almost, it's like that, uh, that old saying about, about whether or not you, you, when you see a rat, when you actually see a rat, you know that there's 5,000 more. Yeah. Because they, they say, you know, it's just, it's terrible. And, and to watch them fight through it and and have to deal with all that, that, that panic all at once and confusion, it's, it's, it's awful. I don't know. The, the, you know, people can, there was, I tweeted one out the other day, high school student 16 dies during flag football game after medical emergency, right? And in the second half of that article, it says she's been having a heart issue. They were waiting for it to clear up, but she was medically cleared to play. Why? That is, I'm guaranteeing you without knowing the details. So this is some sort of like, you know, I'm kind of assuming here. It's a, you know, whatever. Myocarditis or pericarditis clears up, which it never really does. But that's the kind of thing they'd put someone on a, on a hold for. 16 years old dies on the on the court i i, the, I on mean the field i should say i have in my inbox almost every day 16 17 18 20s whatever it is it's it's every day if you're looking for them they're all over the place now and that's not to say that tragedies did not occur but uh in you know three years ago beyond and that people didn't die untimely deaths and of course they, they didn't, did they didn't they didn't live with uh, you know undiagnosed heart heart issues that you know shocked an entire community or whatever but this is too uniform it's too global it's too big and it all has it all has a genesis point and for it to be completely um ignored how long are they going to do this for you can't i don't know how long can you ignore this for are they just going to stop putting sports on television are they like, you know, they trot Fauci out to talk about Hamlin, who God, God bless him, is is seemingly doing well considering what has happened to him, what which we still don't know. Has anybody said what is what his issue was? No, and see, that's the whole point. It was never about needing to have some kind of validation that uh, Damar Hamlin was affected by the shot and only the shot. It was, again, as we discussed at great length that Monday morning, that or that Tuesday morning, it was a Monday night game, that there was no ability, no ability to even contribute uh, potential 
factors to the equation of what may have been happened, what it may have happened. The fact that the, the conversation is shut down from the get go, that is a very that's the, the scariest part of anything else that, that we can possibly get around to at this point. It's it's terrible. And we're going to do what will become a, 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 you know, show every show feature the CFP headline roundup, the Citizen Free Press headline roundup, where we pick off of citizenfreepress.com. What are we going to do today? We could do three. We can do two. What do you think? What's the strange Mayan ruins? Oh, this is something. Strange scene at Mayan ruins. Strange scene at Mayan ruins. The Mayan pyramids are empty right now because of protests blocking tourists from coming in. So what you're seeing on your screen right now is what the Mayan ruins look like yesterday. Usually there's thousands of people. Right now we're looking at a screen where there are zero people other than the guy filming. You can hear his feet walking on the pavement. It's like a scene from The Postman or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So there's now. That. What, are, what are the protests all about? Obviously, this has nothing to do with Brazil. Um, it doesn't. Indigenous vendors are blocking major roadways, so there must be some kind of issue with vending. Wow. Vending. Look at that. <laughs> it's crazy. That is beautiful though i got a a note from a viewer that i want to share with everybody by the way um everyone that's sending thoughts and prayers out during this time when prayer was frowned upon in sports not even you know two weeks ago and and what was his name that tried to announce over the prayer for hamlin in the sunday game he was like joe Joe buck yeah joe buck's like an overwhelming show of support for damar they're all praying on their knees they're praying in prayer they're kneeling in prayer, and it's most probably Christian prayer. How dare you? How dare you? Hey, you know, Joe Buck, I have had so many ups and downs with what with, with him as far as can't stand him. I start becoming a little bit more tolerant and all that. I, I, I don't really I don't really ascribe any motive outside of corporate stiff not wanting to cause any problems at that point i I don't think that he's they talk about kneeling all the time when it has nothing to do with prayer i mean you know i know corporate stiff not wanting to cause they they know which way the wind blows and they know what kind of genuflecting they're going to be forced to do what kind of penance they're going to be forced to pay uh i I mean troy aikman a few months ago when he said something about didn't he use the word sissy or 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 take the skirts off. Oh yeah, yeah. Know. He made some joke about not being women on the on the field. Yeah. I yeah. Mean. Made a joke about not wearing about you know not wearing skirts when you play football or something like that. And boy, oh boy, did he have to go on a, a shame tour. Um, I wanted to talk with you. the The other thing that I think that that mentioned that that um was it? Where is she? The other thing that I think that that points out is that there are still a lot of people in this country that pray no matter what they want you to think, or people that at least pretend that they pray. Because the amount of well wishes praying for, praying for, praying for, praying for that came out, you'd hope that they really do have a genuine belief in God and are praying for that reason. Or they're either using it as a virtue signal, which destroys their entire message anyway. I'm sorry to say most of it is a virtue signal and the rest is just commonplace uh, Bolshevik tactics of trying to burn out anybody's inclination to reconnect with the divine in times of good and in times of struggle. That is what it's always about. Um, it, uh, on Friday night, I was even talking, I featured on Friday night's show a piece from history from the French, from, from uh, revolutionary France in like the late 1700s where they actually attempted the Bolshevik, the, well, the, not Bolsheviks at that time, but the same thing. The, uh, the, the revolutionaries out there, they attempted to actually redo the calendar and they wanted to do away with um, certain days and they wanted 10 days out of the week. They wanted to be 10 hour long days and whatever. It, to all under the auspices of burning out 
connection to the divine and anything that is naturally occurring inside of people and to again put in place science and reason which is of course all controlled by the governing class at that point as the be-all end-all so faith and prayers that has nothing to do with anything that is relevant when of course they want to make sure that their their legislature can go out there and fix the problem whether it be guns or whether it be anything else or shots medicine whoever whatever keeps them in power at all times and then of course when it seems like the most likely problem is their action then they'll defer to things like woo woo things like prayer from time to time yeah you'll never ever it's like trying to wrestle with an eel you'll never be able to pin them down they're they're sick people they need to be institutionalized speaking of sick people over to more of a culture war thing i meant to play this i think on i think on friday but we were so caught up in in talking about ron paul which by the way that show um has really helped a lot of people i mean a lot of people we've gotten a ton of comments on that show everybody really liked it on friday everybody really liked it um my poor tailbone okay let's watch this this is sydney um Watts, I want to make sure I get her name right. Yeah, Sydney Watson, like I was going to say. Sydney Watson on a vice feminism panel, okay? Talking about feminism. Now, she did a whole YouTube video on what this experience was actually like for her. But this clip in and of itself, I just want you to, to, to react to it because it's something. Here we go. It is like such conservative thinking to say like, I don't understand, explain it to me, versus just saying, I don't understand and let me respect what you are no, saying. I'm Drugs are, are bad. So people have talked about equity instead, which is um, instead of sameness, it's fairness. Mm -hmm. And this would mean that we remove systemic barriers mm -hmm. to um, to engage in society. It's like there are the barriers, right, that we constantly ignore that are very much systemic and microaggressive, right? We see them and experience them every like day. What? So I, I'm thinking male versus female. But my so feminism what, includes but ability, but so, but so, it includes race. Question. I think women want to sleep around and not have any consequence for it. Hell yeah, yeah we do. Yeah! That's a yeah. trans Instead person, of, you know, taking personal accountability and being on birth control, they just want to, like, do whatever they want. <sighs> You say this like it's I a think bad that's flipping. thing. Yeah. It almost sounds like I think this is just the face of me being done. I don't know about the rest of you, but I walked away from this panel on the day thinking that's that not the clip the that I wanted. Entire state of no I wanted the clip where this cackling crazy beast on the bottom right. Um, is it this one? Hold on. This is what that's happens. Oh, wait, what's her name again in the in the purple sweater? Sydney in the on the 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 brunette haired one because I don't have the clip. She's, no, she's the ginger in the purple sweater. I don't know. She's she's awesome. I I I have not been able to find her main channel yet, but she speaks right to the point of the feminist scam. What did she say? Oh, I mean, I mean, it's just it's just an ongoing conversation with her. She makes a lot of different uh, a lot of different appearances on panels. She was with Andrew Tate not too long ago, uh, but but she just picks apart the feminist scam of of this libertine nature of going out there and 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 uh, discounting men. No, uh, uh, because of course there is no world without men. There's definitely no feminist world without men. Um, men created the the, the margin for, in which they can go and play in the excesses and believe that the, they're dominating the world. But that's a, that's a, what's her name? Let me just play this real quick because I'm looking for Pearl, 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 Pearl. YT, YT rules 35 in the chat room just said her name is Pearl. You got to look into her, Tracy. Is she that good? Oh, she's great. No, it, it just it's just cool, calm in your face truth and uh yeah here hold on opinions and we're constantly shouted over and talked over regardless of what we look like because there's one group in society that basically takes precedence and it's frustrating so yeah of course it's 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 frustrating because when we try to talk about it we get shouted down we get told to be quiet we we get we get spoken down too as well so okay, there's hostility there for plenty of women let's try to make this an opportunity to speak you're literally a white woman then. from australia you live in a bubble and you're pissed that voices that have been 
been silenced forever finally can be heard. That's why they have the voice because they speak up. Opinion. She literally, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was like, so funny. She had to keep. What kind of a psychopath life. does that? Like, does, this zero self-awareness at what the rest of the world sees when somebody acts that way. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Try that one. There's a YouTube short from Pearl. Uh, it says outsmarting a feminist. She does this a lot. I still I don't think know. men have have way more problems with doctors, pills, stuff. I say. I still uh, think men have have way more problems with doctors, pills, stuff like that than women do. Well, then you think we would have less unplanned pregnancies on the woman's side and they take birth control. But they do take, <laughs> well, a lot of women do take birth control. Okay. Well, all my friends do, to, to their own detriment. I know, but then why do we have so many single parent homes? Well, yeah, but I think, I think that's an, uh, that's okay. an inevitability. No, of... no, it's not. It's not an inevitability. When you have the choice to get an IUD and you have a 99.99% mm. chance of not getting pregnant. I still think men have, have was... way more... That was pretty logical um, and just logical. Just pearly things. I, I think that I think you'll binge on her uh, pretty well. Uh, it, her shorts will start popping up on your on your YouTube and your Instagram and all that. And um, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get her to come on the show with us. Then that would be wonderful. That'd be wonderful. I think she has over a million subscribers because she's logical. And she, you know when when. The other thing that I wanted to point out now that we're on this little trend here, and again, I didn't plan um, this out, but Blair White, you know, she's been on, on it for a long time. Um, but, but she said something the other day that is so, like, she's been after these sort of groomer trans activists that are, like, like one of the people, Eli, that was on that panel, by the way, the one who said... The one who like was excited that women can sleep around and like that's empowerment is actually a trans woman. So who also was getting, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this person, allegedly sending out medicine to children without a prescription, hu uh, puberty blockers and hormones and stuff. He would send this stuff out to kids that contacted the foundation or, or company he set up. Like, so this is the kind of person that, that, that is attacking Blair White, the kind of person who is dosing puberty blockers to children um, and, and gets, you know, brought to the White House. I don't think he was, but these are the kind of people that are elevated in our society right now by fake elevation, because I think most of the population is like, what the hell is this crap? But Blair White said, no one had an issue with drag shows until you involved kids. True or false? Absolutely true. Did you uh, go on a quest to take down the local club showing a drag show at, at midnight to people? No. No, no. I mean, and everybody knew. It's like up until a few years ago, it was just one of those things where uh, if you're out, if you're out on a vacation or uh, going to a drag show could be one of those options for a really bizarre adult night out yes to just to, 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 you're, it's almost like you're going to the circus you and, know and and you uh, it's just one of those things that you know is out there you know what the setting is and if it's not for you it's not for you but whatever if you want if you want a ticket to the freak show you can go and grab one and, and, but once you brought children in, in, into it and once we start seeing the kind of clown show that we that are going that's going on inside of preschools and elementary schools well, and how it's all hand in hand in glove that's kirk cameron has a book about god it is a book for kids about god and he wanted to read it at a library that had also been doing drag queen story hours and they wouldn't allow him to read the book until he started a big hubbub and went crazy. And then they gave him like the smallest room that there was in this library when it had this massive big presentation room. And the line of parents with their kids was like wrapped around the library of people trying to come in to get their kids into this reading, into this book reading. The next thing that she says here is no one had an issue with sex changes until you involved kids. Did you give a crap? 
even a year ago, if an adult decided that they wanted to change their sex. I personally didn't care. Do what you want to do, your body, man, or woman, or whatever. But don't shove it down my damn throat. And don't say that you're now a woman while you look exactly like a man and then expect people to be like, hi, miss, and get mad when they don't. Or if you just look like a man dressed up as a woman for Halloween, don't expect somebody to gender you properly in your brain when you can't... Or if you identify as a clown. <laughs> don't expect a person to come up to you and say, hi, clown. They're talking about clown self. Like, I just... If we had effects right now, the head explode one would be. I know. Yeah. I'm having a hard time. I don't see the Rumble chat moving. They've done a lot of work on the Rumble uh, app and on the Rumble browser presentation, and I'm just not seeing it. Uh, so. I, I don't. Who's the last one you see? Um, now it just all of a sudden uh, has her. And now, yeah. yeah, okay, now it picked up because I was missing a good 20 minutes of chat. So um, one more yeah. Citizen Free Press yeah. headline and then we'll go. Pick one, Frank. Uh, let me see. Oh, you're on, hold on. I had to, I read. I've got one. Go I've for it. One. I've got one. I want to do the good guy shooting in Houston. Good guy shootings are great. This to me, went overboard, okay? We're gonna play the clip. This guy comes in, he has a gun in his hand, he's waving it around, he's robbing the, the patrons in the store, okay? Here we go. Putting everything in his pockets, got his gun. He's going to leave. He's on the ground. Clearly dead, in my opinion. Now, I don't know what's going through Shooter's mind right now because Shooter's a good Samaritan who was sitting at a table and happened to be carrying nine shots. The last one, a delay after about, I don't know, five, four, five seconds, right to the head. Nine shots. No chance that dude is waking up at Jeez. all. Now, some people are saying that they think that he was fine under the law until that last shot to the head. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly dead when he hit the floor. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was overboard, in my opinion. I mean, he ended up not having an actual gun, Frank. It wasn't, a gun. it was, what, it was a It was fake? a plastic, yeah. This, the stuff that people do to get to, to the risks they will take for chump change is incredible. This is um, the man right here on the right. Houston police want to speak with this man. He's not charged with the crime. He took all the money back from the guy and handed it back to all the patrons that they had taken it from. And he left. I'll tell you, you know, Tracy, I think about it all the time. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's there's a lot of righteous stuff that is caught on on tape, um, especially when people are being violently accosted or violently, you know, uh, taken for something, a car. Uh, they if it's a if it's a woman who may have been attacked and raped, but she was able to, you know, draw on a person first. I I take great satisfaction in seeing people save their own lives mm -hmm. i don't take great satisfaction in seeing you know just life slaughter be, yeah i slaughter and life just be extinguished and and like oh that was badass i i like i like seeing people save their own lives that's that's for sure he was leaving but i know i know it, it, it's you know but you think about something else i, I was reading this this fallout situation with a uh, with a person in Florida, I think it was. They they defended themselves. Their home, their home was invaded. They shot the person dead that was in there. They were armed, and it was a pretty much following along all of this person, this the, the home defenders' problems ever since. 
how they have church groups uh, going. Uh, the, you know, the parish that the family of the victim, the the, the family of the uh, the robber uh, belong to, and that they have all types of uh, protesting going on. Oh, the uh, you know there is a lot of a lot of accusations of racism and staying outside the house, and their lives have been turned uh, completely upside down. And it's always so. It's always good to to realize. And I, that's why I think about all the time the horrible situation that anybody has to be in to defend their, own, their their lives and have to use lethal force. Yes, you have to do what you have to do, but it doesn't just stop there. No, I, I the, mean, no, absolutely not. No, I know. Look at what happened to what's their names in um, in with, Missouri. Yeah, I, I mean, the people in in Florida they're saying they're saying stuff like, "Well, how is he supposed to make money?" Like if, if you're dealing with that kind of logic, what the hell? how is he supposed to make money? I, if, if you're dealing with that kind of logic and that is how brain dead so many people are, where you look into their eyes and there's nothing that's coming back at you. I mean, it's it's a terrible, terrible bargain. Then then, then what do you think? If it doesn't calm down after a couple of years, you have to uproot and leave altogether. All I'm just saying is that guy was afraid for his life and he was defending his life when he was shooting the perpetrator no waving around what looked to be an actual weapon while robbing every patron in a restaurant and just play stupid games, get stupid prizes. That's all. Yeah. I mean, seriously. So that's it for today, Frank. Great show. Half Lee Smith, half Dark to Light, normal-ish. Um, you have been listening to the Monday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, live on Rumble and Getter. Also, don't forget to tune in to Frank's nightly show at QuiteFrankly.tv, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. We'll be back on Wednesday. Later. Later.